666. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife, but it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on nightmare time. So let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hark all the bells, ding, da 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 da. Hello again, fiends, and welcome. Da, da, Hello again, fiends, and welcome to another merry, 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 holiday merry themed episode of Nightmare on Film Street. I'm John. I'm Kim. The human jukebox. <laughs> it is our holiday horror episode of Nightmare on Film Street. Do you feel the spirits? Can you feel them? I'm being festive, John. You have to participate. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> You can just add some jingle bells and post. That's fine. You got it. <laughs> you made me do this last year. Because <laughs> I'm festive. Anyway, this is a very special festive episode of Nightmare on Film Street. We are, of course, joined by Megan, Zena, and John from the Bloody Disgusting Podcast in our first podcast crossover event, I think. First crossover. It's like everything you've ever wanted from a Marvel comic movie thing. <laughs> Except it's it's a horror people on a podcast. It's actually almost nothing like that Marvel thing you've always wanted. <laughs> we are counting down our top five holiday horrors in the weirdest setup I think we've ever done on the podcast of uh, elimination without elimination. It, it, it's like a competitive countdown without any sort With of athletic edge. <laughs> All the pressure and none of the rewards. <laughs> we we brought Zena and John and Megan together with us to to put together our own collective top five, uh, which are not ranked whatsoever, and everybody only gets one pick. <laughs> so it's just very, very difficult. But the resulting list is the definitive holiday horror list and uh, the only one that will will ever exist. Yeah, and in true recommendation fashion, we still have like 20 other recommendations at the end of the episode. So it's like, yeah, these five are the only ones that count, but also check out these other 30 movies. Yeah, so before we get into the holiday horror recommendations, John, what is keeping you creepy this week? Well, as I mentioned, this is a podcast crossover. Crossover. (laughs) Crossover. Kim and I were on the Bloody Disgusting podcast earlier this week, talking about our favorite films of 2020, uh, our discoveries, our our favorite releases of the year, and also horror news. <laughs> yeah, that's something kind of fun for us, because we haven't done news in a while. It's so been a little bit. We got updated on all, on all the current December horror news. And as pretty well every podcast that we record goes, we had a nice little tangent into snack territory, where we got to talk about all of our favorite Canadian chip flavors. <laughs> It's a problem when you invite Canadians to your podcast. We only talk about Canada. Yeah, what's that? All-dressed chips? Huh? Ketchup? Yeah, we got those. Love it. Poutine? Sure, why not? You can find the Bloody Disgusting podcast, including the episode that we were just on, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Probably wherever you got this podcast. I think you know how it works by now, if you're here listening to these words. (laughs) And I highly recommend checking it out. It's a blast. And some other holiday happenings. We will be dropping a Black Christmas special bonus exclusive Fiend Club episode over at the Fiend Club before Christmas. It is at nofspodcast.com slash Fiend Club if you want to join the club. 
Support the show for just a few dollars a month and you're going to get that bonus episode, our top discoveries of 2020 episode that we dropped last week, and tons of other fun bonus stuff. We got swag, merch discounts, shout outs. There's tons of stuff there. That is at nofspodcast.com slash club. Next Thursday is December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. We don't have a podcast coming out that week. We are dark, but you will have that Black Christmas episode available to you if, uh, if you need a little extra content to fill your horror days before Christmas. We will have an episode for you the following Thursday, though, New Year's Eve. Uh, and in tandem with that, we will be hosting uh, a 24-hour movie marathon (laughs) i feel like we should stop promising this maybe people will just forget is it yeah is it too late to just scrub the other episodes like we just like (laughs) nip this right out of the intro well because upon realizing that we had to do 24 straight hours of content which is in itself like ooh, that's gonna be fun we also kind of came to the realization the other day that our internet sucks yeah our internet connection's not perfect so it's you know if you log in at 3 a.m and the stream is dead just hang around for a minute (laughs) we'll be back (laughs) we'll be back you know it's fine it goes out every once in a while almost always around 2 a.m which is bizarre i don't understand how that works gremlins chewed the wires that's what i'm gonna blame it on maybe we should I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Watch Gremlins <laughs> around that time. We'll give it a, we'll, we'll, you know, fingers crossed. We're, we're going to bring the modem as close as we possibly can. We're going to actually try and hardwire it in, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee that the, the internet going from the street to the modem is going to be perfect. I don't know why we're trying to uh, back out of this deal that we made with you <laughs> where we said that, like, hey, we're going to help keep you entertained. Oh, it's going to be so New much Year's fun. Eve. We bought tons of little champagnes. You know, worst case scenario, we've we've got the Discord. Hit us up on Discord or on Twitter. We will we will still be awake at the very least. We will migrate somewhere while we wait for the internet to come back. Somewhere where we can service it from our phones. But uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to it and also incredibly worried about it. That said, though, you can. <laughs> Fuck, this is the worst pitch. <laughs> now, now come, join us. <laughs> yeah, at senior.com slash NOFS podcast. That is where you will be able to find it. It is free and open to the public. We will also be giving away prizes in between each movie to Fiend Club supporters. So feel free to head over to nofspodcast.com slash Fiend Club. Find out more details about that. Sign up, become a member, and make yourself eligible for the giveaway. Do you want to get into holiday horror? I would love to get into holiday horror. Well, I guess we should invite our guests. I think I hear them on the roof right now. <laughs> Thank God we put out this, this, this plate of ketchup, chips, and milk. <laughs> John, Megan, Zena, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We're really excited to talk to you about your favorite holiday horror movies. Oh, I'm so excited to be here in Canada. <laughs> With ketchup chips. Thank you guys. <laughs> oh my God. Can we talk yes. about ketchup chips for a little while? That would be amazing. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Don't dare me. I mean, we John. did it on your show, so it's only fair. <laughs> For, you know, for years, I refused to try them because I, I just, something about like ketchup, like I like it on burgers. I like it oh, when yeah. I don't have to see it. Like, if it touches, if it touches my finger, I'll, I'll wipe it right off. I'm not licking it. <laughs> but it, yeah, the ketchup flavor, if if, uh, if anybody else is scared to try it, it's essentially just like vinegar and paprika. Yeah. Like, it's not actually ketchup whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. not even tomato-y. It's more like a vinegary. Oh, that's totally spice. my bag then. <laughs> yeah. I love pickle chips. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you yes, you do. You are a pickle chip. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> Oh, all ketchup chips aside, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast and where they can find it and what you guys cover every week? 
Sure, I will. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> no problem. So we're the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, the creatively titled podcast on the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network, where we, uh, Megan Navarro, who's the lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, and Zena Dixon, the real queen of horror herself, and I sit down <laughs> and we talk about horror, but most importantly, we talk about the horror that we love. You know, before we started doing the podcast, one of the big things is is 2020's been chaotic enough, and the, I love talking about horror, and frankly, I love talking about things that I love, and the last thing I wanted to do was just add to negativity. So, you know, there's plenty of horror movies that we don't like. There's plenty of things that are going on in horror that we don't like. We just don't talk about those. Like, we just want to focus on the things that we like and maybe things that we can pass on to other people. They're having a bad day, a bad week, or maybe they just never heard of before. But if you want us to get a little bit negative, you could let us know. <laughs> Again, Canada, not going to happen. It's all just Well, considering Trudeau we're talking about <laughs> holiday horror favorites, I think we're only going to be touching on the best of the best this week. Okay. And we're going to be doing five recommendations of the top five holiday horrors and it's going to be curated one per person there's five of us here today so that's our top five and it's going to be a little tricky because as we get further down the list you might have one that you need to have on the top five so you either got to say it or you miss your opportunity so what we end up with at the end of the show is going to be pretty interesting yeah like we're going to collectively build a top five but we only get one pick each that's going to be real stressful and also i just i just i know that if i don't go first somebody's going to take mine yeah. and i'm going to feel real <laughs> cheesed about it it's gonna be interesting though if you get halfway through and you're like how come nobody has said this yet mm -hmm. like i i guess i have to say it but i really want this one on the list so it's it's gonna be tricky i'm, I'm i feel like we should have expanded stressful. this out to more than five like we should have <laughs> made this like 10 or 20 like it could have gotten real ugly by the end of it <laughs> by the end uh, of but five. to keep things fair we're gonna we're gonna come up with a, a random a random order. We've got this nifty, difty, uh, uh, randomized generator. Let's hit the buzzer on it. Like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so first up is me. It's Whoa. not even. I feel Rigged. like I should try again. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Do we, okay. Do we wanted me to throw the name back in? Is no, that no, 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 no. I mean, there no, are no. two Johns. The pressure of going first. Oh wait. This is this is this is you, John. This oh. isn't me. I spent I, oh. I put my last name on mine so that way we would. Uh, oh, you got a break. I forgot. I was about to file some lawsuits and get a well, recount. And, well, and wait, real real quick. Since we do have two Johns, I think that we should like have nicknames for them. So our John, bloody disgusting John, he should be called Gigi. Gigi, because his last name Gigi. is G. So that's cute. You guys always call me Peggy. <laughs> I know. I was like, we call him Peggy. But I like Gigi. All right, well, it's first up, Canada. number one is Peggy. And Gigi, uh, <laughs> Peggy, the both work for me. The floor is yours. <laughs> as long as I don't have to be called Peggy, it's good. It's Coming up, number two. We've got Xena. No. I should probably, you don't want to go second? Two? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> we just came to ruin your very carefully organized plan here. No, it's fine. I'm excited. Right. You okay. got to pull the next one. Megan. How the heck did that No, you <laughs> She go last. <laughs> okay. I guess this is like really defines the last two. Wow, then Kim and I get to go last. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think if Megan doesn't steal my pick, then then Kim definitely will. 
And you know we're real loose on like what qualifies as a holiday horror, oh, or Christmas dang. horror. Now that we're the adds... people that watch Goodfellas every year because just 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 because there's two Christmas trees in it, <laughs> like it still counts. Adds a Very whole true. other wrench to the plan. I was trying to be good and come I up mean, with like you, you can amend. Yeah. All right. In fact, all right. I'm gonna change my pick. I was going first, and I was Ooh, super excited because I'm not super into holiday horror or Christmas horror. So I'm going to change my pick from the layup that I'm guessing someone else will pick, but it won't devastate me if nobody chooses it. I'm going to pick Scrooged. I am by Bill sure. Yes. That is not I what I, I pegged that is you a wonderful for, Peggy. Pick. Well, to be fair, <laughs> see, now it's getting weird. Now I feel like we're crossing genres again, but okay. I wasn't going to pick it, but... It was one of those things where I was trying to figure out holiday horror movies and everything else, and I was going through some of my favorites, and it was, my list was like three long, okay. and I just don't watch that many, but Scrooged, I remember seeing this probably when it first came out, and scaring the hell out of me. Like from the very beginning, the first ghoul, his ex-partner that shows up, and a mouse pops out of his head, and a, and a yeah. golf ball bounces, and... Bill Murray is so combinations just funny and terrifying, just as like the worst boss in the world. He's got a sign in his office, if you remember. It says, because his last name is Cross, it says Cross, noun, what we hang people from. Like, holy crap. <laughs> That's in his exercise room, too, right? So he yeah. can look at that while he's on his treadmill. Yeah, it's a different level. And just, it's this combination of just like, it's endearing, but like kind of terrifying. Like, all the ghosts in their own way are pretty terrifying especially like the grim reaper opens up his chest and it's like the things living inside of him i love it and like i mentioned before like i love anytime you can insert some like horror into my or some comedy into my horror horror into my comedy it works that much more for me so yeah i'm more than happy by putting scrooge on the list that's a great pick just just following turn order here xena how do you feel about scrooge being on the holiday horror list um i never thought of it to be that way but um yeah. And, and, uh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Joan. I'm sorry. Oh, Peggy. Oh, I see what happens. Gigi we go Peggy. on different shows and you start throwing shade at me. I get it. You just say no, it. We can be mean no. in Canada. We can. can we? No, I think but I'm not being leave. mean. That's you mean. Ha- That's not being mean. Actually, I'm, I'm go just too saying. Far, just so like, we can try and like. Pro- oh, no. Sorry. You go ahead. Can no, I was just going to say. I'm just saying. I would have never thought to you know, pick that that one, but we kind of spoke about that, like horror, what scares us and stuff. And not saying that it has to, but I just never thought of that one as like a scary type of thing that we would consider. But okay, you know, live your life. Here we are. My, mine's also <laughs> nostalgia because, I mean, uh, unlike my co-hosts, I did not start watching The Exorcist when I was five. So Scrooged was scary for me when I was little. Okay. And endearing and everything else. And I think I personally, it was either that or Home Alone. Home Alone scared you? <laughs> wow. It's, it's got, Scrooge, it's got a, I accept. but <laughs> I totally subscribe to the fan theory that Kevin McAllister is young Jigsaw. That kid could have called the cops. Whoa. He could have called the cops. <laughs> H- have we, have you okay. watched Al Code Santa Claus yet? No. Ooh. I think if, you know, Kevin McAllister is like a scary figure for you, maybe you should try that one. The kid's sadistic, if nothing else. It terrifies me that an eight-year-old was doing that stuff to people. (laughs) 
I meant to, I actually meant to ask this before we got started, just to sort of like try and predict what everybody's picks were going to be. Like John, where where are your like favorite types of horror movies? And then I'll obviously I'll ask uh, Zena and Megan the same question. I mean, I'm on the show. I'm largely known as the phone footage guy. I tend to gravitate Woo! towards phone footage more than most other genres. Otherwise, I love just good, campy, cheesy '80s horror movies. You know, like Friday the Thirteenth is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, and anything classic like that. But frankly, even like weird, you know, like New Year's Evil or you know April Fool's Day, just th- things that feel so inherently rooted in that '80s cheesiness is totally for me. That's a so. Hang on, New Year's Evil, but you don't like Christmas horror. I feel like there's there's a you like holiday horror as long as it's not Christmas. Yeah, isn't horror. holiday horror like some of the cheesiest horror we have? <laughs> well, New Year's <laughs> Evil is also set in California. There's no snow or trees anywhere in that movie. Oh, <laughs> that's what you have against it. Like, oh. I live in Minnesota. I see enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'll tell you what, if they have Christmas Evil come out. And they have a glam rock punk rocker hosting some sort of a telethon over Christmas. I will watch that and add it to my list. What about Night of the Comet? <laughs> That's a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Night of the Comet's just a good movie in general. But I'm not. Oh, okay, not so a good you're movie. we're we're back to John's theory where you're you're just not a fan of the Christmas thing because that's also yeah. California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Robert Mitchum is just freaking terrifying. So, so Zena, what's your what are your favorite types of horror movies? And yeah, we'll we'll get your pick at the same time. Okay, so I I, I kind of have a split. So sometimes I am more psychological, cult, witchy, witchboard type of stuff. But then I also like cheese, Ice Cream Man, Night of the Demons too. So <laughs> um, yeah, I had such a hard time picking which one, but I'm gonna go with, and I could just say it right. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. So I'm going to go with Better Watch Out from 2016 because right on. that one. Oh, really? Are you yeah, sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'm super sure because that one is, I feel like it's just one of a very disturbing movie. And it took me a while to realize how disturbing it really is because I kind of went in blind and I highly recommend if you haven't seen this movie don't watch any trailers. Don't even read the synopsis because if you think about the synopsis too much, it's kind of a spoiler. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, oh, wow, that didn't go, you know, how I thought it was going to go. But then weeks after, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, because that little little <laughs> person and little things happening. So, yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that. I, I Yeah, here we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Megan, how do you feel about Better Watch Out and Scrooge being on the list? I just realized that I completely forgot to go to you for a for a reaction on Scrooge. I'm sorry. I'm oh no no <laughs> no! It is okay. This this makes it tricky as we go down the list because it's like here's what I was gonna There's pick. So much pressure. But how is this not on the list? Because people are gonna be upset if this doesn't make it on the top five, right? <laughs> so yeah, this this is hard. Um, I do like you can mull it over a little bit. Like I still want to get everybody's impressions. Of, Megan, on, if it uh, makes you feel better any better, out, right? people are going to be way more upset at my choice than anything <laughs> you left off. I mean, I do think that Scrooge totally... is a good holiday movie, but a holiday horror movie, <laughs> I wouldn't put it in the top five. And I don't know how many people would, unless they're really young and it's gateway horror, gateway holiday horror. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. All right. 
I could say better watch out. I mean, out. it is nice to have a Christmas carol uh, somewhere it's on a true. Hollywood you do list, kind of right? need to have a Christmas carol. Yeah. So if we're going with traditional. Iconic ghost movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if we're being nice, is that what you're saying? <laughs> we found ways to spin it to anybody that might be arguing, you know, listening I to it I still stand by it. I don't care. <laughs> but I mean, better watch out if you like Home Alone and you yeah. want that horror mm-hmm. element like Dial yeah, Code Santa so Claus. Better watch out. Has there's a very some pretty moment. great Home Alone-esque. And if it helps, they're singing in Better Watch Out, too. So. <laughs> It answers a question. I feel like Better Watch Out could be a horror version of Home Alone. I mean, there's a very specific moment that kind of is a what if Kevin Mm -hmm. McAllister really was a psychotic killer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We're spinning this so well, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I think I think we've got it. Yeah, better better watch out. Yeah, better watch out. I like it. It's good. I, I think I've only seen it twice now. I liked it a lot more the second time, and that might be because I watched it at Christmas versus at a film festival in like July. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like the, the performances in it are great, and I, I I totally agree with Zena. I think if you've never heard anything about it or you haven't watched it yet, you're best to go in blind and just like let it happen. Yeah, like no trailer, no nothing. Yes. Just put it on. Yeah. So Megan, what's what's your holiday horror pick? God dang it. Uh, <laughs> there's. I, I suddenly feel very relieved that I'm going last. Like yeah. I get to either do like a real wild card pick, or I get to just mop. But up. all like, the pressure's oh, you on you. This? All the pressure's on you because if we do wild cards, you have to save the day with an iconic that we've. Missed. I know. Nah, true, nah, if you guys ruin the podcast, it's on you. <laughs> what? <laughs> true. True. I, <sighs> Mother trucker, I fully expected. John to go with a certain pick, but I don't want to yeah, follow up Scrooge. Yeah, I know, but I don't think that Scrooge and this one also belongs on the same. Like that's too much. I'm trying to vary our our list here, so <laughs> I feel like I have to go. This is like actually like down the bottom because I thought for sure somebody would pick it, but uh, Black Christmas. I feel like you have to have Black Christmas on there. So but- just for the sake of of ensuring that this slasher classic by director Bob Clark, who also did a Christmas story, like that has to be on Woo! this list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Sa- saving my team. I'm, yeah, I'm totally saving your right. asses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If we know? put together a top five that didn't have it, that'd be real yeah. weird. We would be, we would be it, booed off the stage. Would it be, though? Because 2020, things have been wild. People are feeling spicy, and they want to step out of the box. So <laughs> John gave them out of the box. So Exactly. That's what I'm here for. When they, need, when they want like the if, comfort, then you know we'll bring it back down into Black Christmas. If we're looking for some spicy out of the box recommendations, I think we should we should fire off a few at the end of it afterward. Okay. Like if, if after yeah. we've got our five figured out, like if you want some weirder ones, like like a Maniac Cop two or Night of the Comet, <laughs> we're like, oh, you forgot this is a Christmas movie. You could technically put this on with the family. Yeah. I like those recommendations. Absolutely. So, John, how do you feel about Black Christmas? Yeah, this was on my list. It, it was probably it would probably be my most serious pick for holiday you know, like Christmas-based horror movies, if my other two are definitely, I mean, Scrooge is definitely more comedic, and then my other pick was definitely leaning far more comedic. But Black Christmas, I'm not, again, I'm not a huge specifically Christmas-based hol. I love pretty much every other holiday-based horror I can get behind. For some reason, Christmas ones have just barely ever landed with me. But Black Christmas, like the opening, like the first time you see like that image in the window, I was just immediately like, what in the hell? How are you opening? Go. What was what was that? Go in the attic. What is that? 
and then it's just like the whole time like it, when it starts there it, it's a no it's it's definitely a classic for me i'm 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 glad megan chose it for those of you who don't <laughs> understand why it was so difficult for megan to choose just google best horror christmas movies and you will see Megan's <laughs> list from 2019 that has 120 movies on it. There's a lot. Woo! There's a lot. 120. <laughs> I thought that there were like 10. Yeah, no. Yeah, you and Matt Donato are like the two big holiday horror fans that I know. Yeah. Like in like film Twitter. And Donato is kinder. And, uh, he will yeah, rank them. I'm just like, here's your completionist checklist. <laughs> Go. watch them all (laughs) Zena I get the impression you're not the the biggest Black Christmas fan I mean I I, I like it I appreciate it I'm not going to dismiss a classic because it is a classic it's terrifying it's mysterious and yes it's uh, again it's a classic but um (laughs) (laughs) so diplomatic I don't know I kind of I know that (laughs) I know that everyone has like those perfect types of lists but you know, I don't feel like we always have to include what people think should be on the list. Oh, you mean like But Scrooge. I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that it merits Coming inclusion. Full circle. Nice. Not just because of what people think, but because it's one of the few that has a, a rewatch value that a lot of them don't. Because it's not super saturated in the holiday. Like, it's clearly a background you know thing the de- the decor and the reason why that house is vacating but you've got like so much progressive stuff happening within the characters like i go back and watch it and notice different things that i didn't pick up with all the characters mm-hmm. before and then you know even the things that you do catch on the first watch like you know Jess wants to have an abortion in her whiny boyfriend is a little baby about it and that's a super huge deal about you right, know right. he destroys a piano about yeah, it yeah he's a little baby about it you kind of are mm-hmm. rooting for him to be one of the victims but yeah i think there's more depth to it than your average like slasher let alone a holiday film that that does warrant like you understand why it's a necessity yeah and it's it's that weird slasher like the texas chainsaw massacre where like hey we're establishing the subgenre, but also we don't really follow any of the rules that came 10 years later like it really turns them on their heads in, in a super interesting way which is which is already like a odd way to to phrase it because it came before like all of the other slashers so yeah i okay i i can't i gotta keep lingering on this i'm real sorry zina like of the three black christmases that have come out i just which one of those is your favorite which it depends on my mood but okay to to be honest with you i like the 2006 version call me looney tune i don't care (laughs) because usually when i tell people they want to attack me i just i'm not saying that it's perfect it's not a perfect movie it's over the top it's ridiculous there are plot holes but I think it's fun. I like, you know, horror movies that are fun. That keeps me on my toes. The kills are creative. There's a lot of drama. Like, Ryan, you know, that's what's big cat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's got Barbara Hershey, right? This and just, Andrea Martin returns. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. I really like the cast. I like the chemistry. Not dismissing, again, not dismissing the original one. I, it is a classic. It is great. It is terrifying. You know, it's that slasher movie. But again, I just, I don't know. I just, I like a little cheese. I'm with you though. There is a lot of cheese in that one. You have to credit it for like being out there and wild and putting eyeballs in the floor. (laughs) So many eyeballs. (laughs) And the skin tone choices. Oh yeah. (laughs) Baseball fury, the killer. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, re- realistically, everything outside of the the backstory that they try and paint for Billy is like spot on great. Like it's it's awesome across the everything board, besides the... the premise of the movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he escapes out of prison with a sharpened candy yeah. cane. What are you talking about? That's so rad. <laughs> this... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But yeah, credit to the the original because we didn't even touch on the fact that like Margot Kidder, oh my come gosh. on, Barb is a force of nature. I love her so much. <laughs> oh, so wonderful! And like her poor death with that uh, unicorn yes. glass icicle, for lack of a better term, sure. yeah. is just so tragic. It is. That's the thing. It's like I don't even think I initially realized until much later just how you know she's a hot mess and she's not going home. <laughs> You know, because she's her mom's off with some other man and she's asthmatic. And, you know, these girls take care of her, their family. It's like Mm -hmm. you kind of start to peel back some of these little details to get their backstory that I, I adore. Yeah, and also it's interesting too, like maybe some of her behavior, like kind of the the leaning into the alcoholism and stuff, is like holiday exclusive for her, right? Because this is a hard time, so like we're judging her based on this tiny window we see her around Christmas time, but like she might be acting out because like her life is really hard this time of year, so like we're we're prejudging her based on like just seeing her around Christmas, yeah. which is really interesting. Like puts you in an interesting perspective for an audience member. Layers. <laughs> Like and, an onion, and also just like one of the <laughs> one of the best endings of any of the movies that I have written down here. Like I'm constantly haunted by it. It's such a great final image. And if you haven't seen it, I guess I won't spoil it. But I mean, it has been like 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a pretty good chance you know how it ends. Kim, what's your holiday horror? Pick? I I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. So I'm trying to like predict what you're gonna say and what I really want to have on this list. I think. I think I'm going to go with Gremlins. Okay. That was my other one. Leans leans more into the comedy element, but I think we need some creepy creatures, some like under the Christmas tree monsters to like fully round it. What what are you doing over there? I'm stressing now. (laughs) I thought it was going to be so easy to go last and I'm just like, oh shit. (laughs) But yeah, so, so Gremlins, classic monster movie, Christmas gift, gone wrong was supposed to be scarier in the initial stages before they actually filmed it and it ended up being more of a family friendly horror but this is definitely one that you can watch uh, with your family in non-COVID times when Christmases go back to being normal and uh, this is one you can watch with everyone you can watch with the nieces with the nephews with the uncles with the aunts and that's kind of what Christmas is all about is is getting together and this is one that like the boys will like as much as the girls as much as <laughs> the weird uncle in the back like Gremlins this is, is a weird for... uncle movie for sure. Yeah, Gremlins is for everybody. (laughs) Walkers, cyberpunks, gangsters, and so much more. Meet face-to-face with all kinds of monsters on AMC+. From The Walking Dead's Whisperer War to the world-saving quests of The Watch and the brutal brawls of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Brace yourself for an all-new season of Creepshow and films like Train to Busan presents Peninsula, Part of Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Plus, catch brand new episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. Available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. Yeah. I- How about you, John? What do you think about Gremlins? You said it was the other movie on your on your list? Yeah. I mean, again, like my, my holiday horror list is pretty short. 
So <laughs> it, it was my original. It's what I would have said for number one. But I was like, ah, someone's going to say it. And I feel like I even said it on our podcast. You did, <laughs> which is why yeah. I like I had it on my list, but I was waiting for you to say it because I do feel yeah. like it is a definitive. It should be well, on a I, list. Mm-hmm. And then you threw and out Scrooge and threw everything yeah. for a whirl. And I'm like, yeah. well, I feel like tonally Gremlins kind of fits <laughs> along with Scrooge. So do you want to diversify the list? I don't know. This is tricky. You threw us. You threw no, me. I would. I mean, Gremlins is definitely <laughs> more of a horror movie to me. I just like Scrooged more. <laughs> and I wanted it to be on the list and just to throw a curveball and get Xena all riled up at me. <laughs> are you are you happy now that we got Gremlins on the list, Xena? Like it's not gonna it's not gonna completely wipe out Scrooge, I guess, but <laughs> well, on there. Well, I actually hate it. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine if I hated that movie? You guys would probably hang up on me. I was very surprised. You would probably hang up on me. No, no. I, I think that it fits. It, it does fit really well. I feel like it's it's kind of like a, a good balance of the list that we have so far. Plus, so far. Phoebe Cates' monologue in it is freaking terrifying. That's the scariest part so of the So dark. Besides, <laughs> besides stripe melting, that's messed up. It is really dark. It's so oddly dark, too, for, like, the tone of the movie. Surely that was in the original draft, and somebody, like, clung on to it until they made it all the way to production, and they were oh, like, yeah, no, I th- we're I think, keeping I think the they, suicide. It was in development. Like, they kept wanting to take it out, and they fought for it. Mm. I love that they make fun of it in Gremlins 2, though. Like, that's, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and, 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 of course, Megan, you're, you obviously like Gremlins. What's... Are you happy it's on the list? And how do you how do you feel about Gremlins too? I'm asking somebody. I I am happy it's on the list because I do feel like it should be on the list. Like Kim said, it's for all ages, no matter you know what. It's it's uh, gather the family round. Everybody's gonna enjoy it. And I do. It took me a while to come around to Gremlins too. I'll be honest because you get so used to this small town vibe and like this snowy setting and a lot of these characters, and then it's a completely like bonkers switch gear for part two you have like the two leads and you have gizmo and i adore all of the different kinds of gremlins like i love them um (laughs) but that kind of camp value i i had to grow up with and then get acclimated to i guess all you have to do is watch the the key and peel bit on gremlins yeah And you will totally appreciate <laughs> yeah. Gremlins two more. Yeah, I do love that sketch. So but are you are you like a Gremlins two over a Gremlins one fan or? I don't like Gremlins two. You don't like? Well, what about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very serious about it. I, I do, do not, not like it. I, it. For all the reasons you said, it was the tonal shift. I mean, even when I was so young watching it, I was like, I don't get what I'm watching. Not only What's that, happening? but as we, as we had, yeah, and we had discussed this before. Like, I have tryptophobia. And the vegetable gremlin, I, I, I need someone to destroy him because, like, the bubbles <laughs> on his skin are, oh. they don't make sense. They need to destroy that. <laughs> I can't stand looking at that. He doesn't like the invisible man because the suit oh, is, like, watch just a suit. collection of holes. Oh. No. Nope. Yeah, no that's, that's. So, sorry, what, what exactly is tryptophobia? Oh, it's, like, this irrational fear of uncommon patterns. If you look okay. at, like, a bee, like, a honeycomb. Like the holes in it. Got it. For some reason, yeah. like it doesn't register in my brain the way it does for other people. But I guess like 16% of people have it. But we just, you just don't, no. it's, they call it the most common phobia people don't know they have or they don't, that the, <laughs> don't know exists. Because it's just, it's something about just the visual aspect of how it looks. It doesn't look right to me. And it registers as something that I'm like, I, I hate looking at it. 
this this sounds like it would almost make the Invisible Man better. Like you're just like oh, I don't know, something's not right about this guy. He's got honeycombs all over his body. <laughs> no, I mean, me... now that you're saying it, it's like honeycombs all over your body sounds kind of ni- like nightmare fuel. Yeah, that's like Candyman Part <laughs> Three or something, or Part Four. But I, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. it it's not because it's not that it scares me. I just want it gone. I do not want to look at it. It's it's like really jarring to me, and I. <laughs> Like, for whatever reason, I don't process it. Now I'm going to look out for Vegetable Gremlin next time I no. watch Gremlins, too. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I don't know if it's just because, like, we, we watched it, like, four times in, in the span of, like, a week or two earlier this year. But, like, I'm starting to... To, I'm starting to have Gremlins 2 like edge ahead of Gremlins what? 4. What? Wow. Every, every single year we watch Gremlins, and I'm like, this movie's good, but it's not... It doesn't kindle like a it doesn't stoke a large christmas, fire in my john. heart christmas i'm I, I gotta say i'm with john on this one like i watch i watch holiday horror movies around christmas too but like every, outside of black christmas every other day of the year keep them in a closet like, I just, like, i'm not I'm, i don't like this episode anymore <laughs> good people up in canada like they're they're fine it's it's good like, i i like the ending you know i like parts of it but i think so you love it What's your pick, John? So my pick, yeah, you guys have left me in a great spot because there's a movie that I personally really, really, really want to have on this list. And then there's another movie that I, I equally want to have on this list, but I think other people want to have it on the list more. And I'm going to take Xena's encouragement, and I'm going to just stick with Wait. the one I want. Yes. And I'm going to pick 1980s Christmas oh, Evil, yeah. by Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And we like we've we've got this new tradition now where we watch it on Christmas Eve with the director's commentary that also happens to feature John Waters. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, so cool. Yeah, like uh, John Waters, Lewis Jackson, apparently really good friends. They sat down and just recorded the commentary track. And John Waters insists that this is a transvestite movie, <laughs> where um, where he's becoming Santa rather than becoming. I can a woman. actually see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a bizarre movie, and it is definitely more of like the '80s grindhouse era style of filmmaking. Where I know it's not going to be for everybody, and it's got some parts that are just like slightly unsettling and like odd. And, but it has become like my absolute favorite Christmas movie next to Black Christmas. I saw it recently. And also just features like one of the most, one of the craziest endings. Yeah, it was, it was on Joe Bob yeah, actually. Yeah, and I was thinking while it was on that it's kind of almost like the, the Christmas maniac. Like maniac as far as the yes. character yes. study, grimy, like killer, you know, mentally unhinged. But, you know, with the Santa Claus twist. The festive. <laughs> exactly. I, I know. I, I love like that early 80s, late 70s New York. Like I've never been to it. I've never seen it. It doesn't exist anymore. But like I love how gross and dirty everything is. Oh, man. Is. One of my favorite lines in that movie comes from like this little girl near the end. And she's like, Santa, your suit's all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, if you're looking for a Christmas movie, John, that is a lot like New Year's Evil, I suggest Christmas Evil. Very grimy and grungy. It's oh, been yeah. a long time since I've seen it. I need to give that one a shot again what about uh, what about you Zena? have you seen christmas Eve i have and i'm really proud of you john <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. oh at least you're proud of one john on this podcast no john no i'm proud the one of for you. two <laughs> she loves so you. what are some of everybody's like backup picks what what hasn't been mentioned like we've we've locked it in we've sealed it the door's shut these are the top five these are the only holiday horror movies that count but what are some some odd backup picks you've got 
We'll start with you, John. We'll we'll go with the same term. The only, I think the only other one I had on my list was A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, man, Ooh. that's that's the one I was fighting with, like Christmas Evil versus and, which those two movies. That's like, a weird. But I'm actually yeah, right? really glad you went Christmas with... Evil because do it's a a, fi- a top five holiday horror that has Scrooge, Gremlins, and A Nightmare Before Christmas. We just curated like, a gateway horror. <laughs> Yeah, and I had never seen. Too, yeah. I hadn't seen a Nightmare Before Christmas until this year, and it was only wow. because my daughter wanted to watch Aww. it because she was watching what Coraline, she, wow. and Coraline is actually scarier than most movies that I watch. Holy crap! <laughs> Coraline yeah. is pretty scary. The other mother stuff, like it's oh. wild. Well, not the eyeballs a... and like when dad's all wilty. Well, not oh only that, yeah, when dad's go. <laughs> we discussed this on the podcast. Like I grew up in my formative years with like Marilyn Manson being big and Tool. So like any stop motion clay thing is like ah, I don't. It's it's gonna be scary on top of it. <laughs> but like it's a. I kind of love the fact though that it was like uh, it's like the next step beyond Jim, Jim Henson. When I look back at old Jim Henson movies, especially like Labyrinth, Labyrinth is terrifying. You know, if you, if you look at Return like Jim to Henson Oz. Studios, like Return to Oz, yeah. the rollers in Return to Oz are probably the scariest thing that I ever saw when I was probably up to adulthood. Like mm-hmm. they're terrifying. They're just their laugh and following her and like they're trying to kill Dorothy. They're not trying to like kidnap her. They're trying to kill her. And like it's just so. <laughs> Like, a lot of that Jim Henson stuff is so bizarre. Like, Jim Henson Presents were some really dark, twisted, like, imagery and fables and things like that. That uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline and things like that, it's it's kind of that next bridge, like, in the generation. Like, that's that next step. It's that concept of kids watching horror, not really realizing that they're watching horror. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but because they're also they're more caught up in the idea of like the theme and the story itself and, and what's going on. And it's kind of like in Bugs Bunny, like Elmer Fudd runs off a cliff, but he doesn't fall until he notices that he's until he notices <laughs> gravity exists. Right. Kind of like that before, <laughs> like things like this is like I never thought Labyrinth was scary growing up, except for certain scenes with David Bowie. And <laughs> but it wasn't like till adulthood where I was watching them like, wow, this is pretty dark and twisted i definitely and think that's a dis- they kidnap that baby yeah <laughs> you know like there's a lot of just dis- it's, it's also the bargaining scene right with david bowie where he's like come on it's no big deal just give up the kid you don't like it it's like it's annoying yeah, well, and and she's like, like about to do it well in the creepy like ballroom scene and mm-hmm. stuff and like all yeah. That, like, yeah i had a very different really... experience john because when i saw that movie i was like david bowie's hot and then anytime my parents would ask me if some, like somebody's playing on the radio, they're like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "David Bowie." It's not David See, Bowie, uh, but it took me a while to discover Ziggy Stardust, and then I started understanding a little bit more. But as a ten-year-old, no, he was just Jareth was just terrifying to me. Plus, just a strange bulge that just was weird. again hot. Don't knock the bulge. <laughs> okay. um, but he was but super yeah, fashionable so, though, too. So. Oh, well, and in hindsight, like I think David Bowie's amazing artist and performer. And we have completely derailed also... off of holiday horror. <laughs> <laughs> ketchup chips. Yeah, we started talking about Christmas. Now we're just talking about David Bowie's. Christmas. Yeah, ketchup chips. <laughs> As you do yeah, everything. But so yeah, horror. so I just I, I really I'm really fascinated by just those concepts of what the next generation of 
because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call Nightmare Before Christmas or Coraline gateway horror, but I think you definitely could. But just kind of that bridge of the just uh, the darkness and kids stories. Or Edward Scissorhands could have easily gone on the list too. That's I think that happened around oh, yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Sure did, there's man. No, Batman. Oh, there's returns. Christmas trees and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're hosting a Christmas party. Yeah, Batman Returns. That was on my list. Oh, uh, I was gonna put. I was gonna say Batman Returns, but I I, I didn't want to have too many out there picks. Mm. But I love Batman Returns so much. Chris, well, what's not to like about Christopher Walken, if nothing else? I mean, there's there's right uh, and Michelle. Yeah, Pfeiffer. I was like Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie over Christopher Walken. I love him, but Michelle Pfeiffer. My favorite, actually, about all that was, uh, did you guys ever see the audition tapes of Sean, that uh, Sean Young sent in to be Catwoman? <laughs> no, no. I saw no. it trending, though. She went nuts. She went, uh, I think she even showed up on, it was like Sally Jesse Raphael or something back in the day, dressed up like Catwoman and decided to do like a live on-air audition to be Catwoman. Hmm. But she was like manic or something at the time or she was just out there and it just turned into just this train wreck more than anything else wow and danny devito is terrifying in that movie yeah his mouth with like the black like Uh he's got like black spit in that movie (laughs) every time he talks his teeth are just so cringy how about you megan what's your backups i think it's xena order right can you narrow it if you can narrow it Um, oh yeah it is so I'm having a hard time. So like I had I have some backups. I mean, I don't have like out there backups, but it's like I just had like two more that came to mind. Can I still give you two or just give you one? Yeah, totally. No, give us all your backups. Okay. So the first one is one of my favorite ones and I feel like people always forget about this one all the time. I'm pretty sure Megan knows which one I'm going to say. I think maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um it's uh Dead End from 2003. Oh yeah. I I expected that one. Yes. Yeah. I feel oh, like people love pick. that movie. Yeah, it's just so great. It's it's super intelligent. It's creepy, but then there's still some humor. Len Shea is great. Ray Wise is awesome. Like you really do think that they're a married couple. You know, and their son is terrible. But you know what? It's just it's just it's it's a really great movie. It's super underrated and I feel like it's it's a gem. And especially the fact that it's like low budget but it's still super effective. Oh yeah. So that was like the the first one. Yeah, it's nice, too, because that one's really, like, compartmentalized, too. Like, you're really mm-hmm. just stuck with this family on this road. And it's it's super indie, but, like, they're so engrossing yeah. that you're, you're with them the whole time. Yeah. And the other one, the other one, maybe because I don't, I'm probably going to sound like a bully, but let me just say, I Uh-oh. love kids, okay? <laughs> so... I hope to have one day oh, I think a couple I know of Xenas running around. Yeah. Um, the Children from 2008. I feel like that one. Right and on. I feel like it's fun. First off, the tagline is hilarious. We were talking about <laughs> funny taglines, but the one, the tagline is, you brought them into this world. Now they will take you out. And it's just like, what? You oh, know? That's so great. <laughs> and I mean, that sounds. It's like everything your parents have always said to you and then they just flip it. Right. Oh, that's good. And, you know, I feel like, you know, in general, though, sometimes, you know, kids, they can be a lot sometimes, you know. So the fact that, you know, these kids are like these terrifying monsters, I don't know. It's it's effective. And I, I love the fact that obviously it is around like the holidays and holidays in general. It's super stressful because 
I again, I don't have kids, but it's like I can imagine you want to make sure that they're they're going to have a great holiday. You know, you want to make sure that they're having a good time. And um, yeah, just the way that they're able to blend like the creepiness with the dark humor. And uh, yeah, if you're someone who enjoys that, then you might enjoy this one. I think that people who who have kids and stuff like that, I think that they should show their children. I think that their children need to see. <laughs> they need to watch this. So, so those were mine. Didn't you also try and tell like a listener to get their like five year old or twelve year old to watch the Horde recently? Like, I don't know if you can be trusted for picking movies for kids. That is a recurring theme on our show, where we have John, who is very tame in his entry, you know, into horror. And then you have Xena, who will recommend the worst possible movie for a five-year-old. And she's like, okay, have at but it. I feel like they can do it. Dropping them in the deep you feel I like they can do it. I have... Yes, because uh, even taking taking myself out of the mix, I have a seven year old niece. Okay, okay, and I remember before all the craziness happened, you know, she was really into Goosebumps. Cool. Okay, you know what that means? You can watch Becky. So then I sat her down, and we watched <laughs> Becky, and what? she was fine. She was all right. She's cool. That's cool. Becky's so not all kids are yes. like her, though. <laughs> Parents use your discretion. <laughs> She's Hope fine. Child Protective Services never listens she's, to this. She's she fine. has no kids, she's good. so she's okay. She has oh, that's a backbone. Right, she's the crazy aunt. She's the that's crazy. Right. She has a back. I'm the cool aunt. Okay, I give oh, her okay. snacks and we have a good time. You don't have so... to deal with her night terrors. It's cool. Oh, <laughs> at least not right now. But you know, she'll be all right. She'll be fine. Oh man, Zena. What about you, Megan? I have a few that I thought would be either really great for a a list and then my personal ones. So really great for a list, Krampus and Anna and the Apocalypse, I thought would make pretty worthy contenders. Um, And then more for my personal, The Day of the Beast, Alex de la Iglesias. Especially... Watch that for the first time this year. Yeah, especially if you don't like holiday horror because it's so freaking minimal. But yeah, I just love Alex de la Iglesia's sense of humor. It's just very dark and warped and, you know, a priest who tries to commit as many sins as possible on Christmas Eve to thwart the Antichrist, like, with a metalhead and a cultist, that, that should sell you alone. It, that movie is so It is. Fun. It is. And then Rare Exports, which I think is becoming more, nice. like, embraced these days. But I, I love that one. Um, who doesn't want a whole bunch of naked old men running around in your Christmas movie for your children? I feel like that's a... <laughs> That's something that Zena will Zena. recommend five-year-olds no, everywhere. That's extreme. I would never that's show extreme? naked Are cheeks. You yeah, me? yeah. Okay, that's. I'm not going to show, show naked booty cheeks but to my niece. No, what's wrong with you? Have you seen especially, especially when those. I have seen it, You've but seen that's it. not fitting for a child. What? Whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> it also destroys the illusion of Santa Claus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she still too. believes. But he's he's fighting like for his belief in Santa, and there's reindeer, and they fly, and it's like there's even a recipe for gingerbread as an Easter egg on the DVD if you have it, and I love that. Ooh, but here's oh, wow. the thing, Zena, you recommended the Horde, the French zombie movie for a five year old, but this movie with naked butt cheeks is too much. Yes, too that's much. Ex- what is your problem, Megan? No, I can't wait until Zena's in charge of the MPAA just to see what gets rated what 
Ooh, oh, there's a butt cheek in butt this cheek, R. Um, <laughs> decapitations, eh, E for everyone. Talk of abortion. Because they need to learn it's science. Or that's fine. That's PG. But an old man butt cheek is NC-17. It was multiple hey. butt cheeks. It wasn't just one. And they were running. It was moving. It was jiggle. I feel jiggle. like it's scarier if there's just one butt cheek that <laughs> Jiggly butt cheek is a no. <laughs> I mean, it's more than butt cheeks. Oh, it's it's the whole full frontal. Yeah, but it's you the get butt everything. cheek that offends. <laughs> <laughs> We're completely glossing over the fact too that we show like these feral naked dudes. And you're like, yeah, that's Mall Santa. That's the guy you sit you sit on. Yeah. His lap. Oh. So, you know. <laughs> now we know. Her. What about you, we know Zena's boundaries. I love it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Actually, Ma- Megan, did you did you have any other ones that you wanted to to recommend before we move? No, on I, I think I ran through them all. I think it's very interesting that none of us have brought up Silent Night Deadly. I yet. know. I mean, oh, that's Silent such a great movie, night. though. Naughty. Oh, I love saying that. <laughs> Punish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that scene where he gives the little girl, like, the bloody exacto blade is so good. And it comes right after, like, a great, you know, death uh, with uh, with deer antlers. You know what's Pretty upsetting iconic. about that movie? And, you know, I think that we all need to attack this character. I don't... Uh-oh. Is that his grandpa oh, in, yeah. the, in the beginning that yeah. ruins his oh, life? Oh, my God. Like, I blame him for everything. <laughs> For his creepy glance and like just pure PTSD forever. <laughs> yeah, it has. It has. I mean, it probably has something to do with seeing Santa like you know kill his parents, <laughs> and especially his mom. It's real vicious. But yeah, Grandpa really yeah. lays the you groundwork know, for Christmas is the worst. It day is ever. a very interesting recurring motif in like holiday horror that a child seeing Santa in a different way tends to render him psychotic. You know, like Christmas Evil, he saw yeah. mommy mm-hmm. kissing Santa, and that just... Oh, he did. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> that set him off, you know. Breaks the snow globe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I didn't describe Christmas Evil at all when I picked it. Like, oh, yeah, watch it. It's crazy. But it is it is such a strange one-and-done movie by a director. It, like, it has no business looking as good as it does. And yeah, it goes to some weird places. But uh, but what are some of your some of your leftover picks? Uh, I kind of already went over my like my big one that did, that didn't make the list was Batman yeah. uh, Returns. I, a little too, I think a little too not quite Christmas horror for the Christmas horror list, mm. but still a great one to check out nonetheless. I'm I'm a big fan of movies that are technically like if you like read between the lines are Christmas movies, but like you would never put on as like oh celebrating Christmas watching mm-hmm. Inside yeah. uh, <laughs> that French home invasion movie. But that is so dark. That's a yeah, Christmas Eve movie though. I right? thought about uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It, I haven't seen the remake. I don't, I don't know. If I it, haven't either. Any good or I haven't anything, seen but, that one. Uh, I think we're okay. Because I know the the French one's still <laughs> relatively relatively hard to find. Uh, at least I don't know that it's on streaming services. But like uh, other movies that are on my list that are technically Christmas that that I wanted to talk about are movies like American Psycho mm. and Maniac. Oh yeah, the the reindeer antlers. He on... goes to a Christmas yeah. party. Yeah. <laughs> Never, okay. And Mani- Maniac. Yeah, I don't think that ever Sorry, gets thought up, brought up like American Psycho for Christmas. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I. I think part of it's just that he goes to a Christmas party. Yeah, I think it's brief. Uh, but I think the whole thing takes place around Christmas you time. You think so? Yeah, it's, it takes place over a short period of time. Like, he's in berserker mode, right? That's true. <laughs> it is, like, descend into madness over, like, his lawyer's answer machine. <laughs> yeah. 
And Maniac, I think, is another one that I, I like a lot. Kim has a hard time with it, which I completely mm-hmm. understand. It's a little too gritty for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like a it's like a Christmas movie. Like he has this problem where every like Frank, I think his name's Frank, the Maniac in Maniac, William Lustig's yeah. movie. It's set around Christmas. It's also when his mom died. Christmas is when you start to see or at least think about family, and it's like where his cycle starts again, where he's sort of killing women that remind him of his mom. And like I'm, I'm not saying this his, is a nice guy. Doesn't he visit his mom's grave and like mom died around Christmas, and that's why he's visiting yeah. her grave? Yeah. I think he's even bringing, um, when he's coming home, I think a neighbor of his is bringing in a yeah. Christmas tree. Like, we really established it's Christmas time. But you never think of it. Well, but that's what makes sense in that, like, when he's carrying bodies around, like, it could be gifts. It could be a Christmas tree. Like, there's nothing weird about carrying a big thing at, around this time of year. Honestly, there's just never anything weird about a big burly guy carrying a garbage bag at 4 a.m. No, in yeah, in New York City. <laughs> Nobody's paying at all. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love uh, Christmas movies that aren't technically Christmas movies. Like Goodfellas, I brought that up. We watch that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's it's, like like that's a weird go to in our house. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like if a if a movie is a cocktail, I just need it to be like the yeah. garnish. Like it's just, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a tree. There's ten a minutes tree in. <laughs> Invisible Man from 2020, technically a Christmas. This movie. This is true. Wouldn't or yeah. ever immediately after, <laughs> or even um, yeah, at the very least, yeah, even Relic. That's technically a yeah. Christmas yes. movie. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. the opening scene, there's some mm-hmm. Christmassy, yeah. Man. I, I, Christmas imagery is always great in horror movies. I love it because like, it's like, oh, it's like such a pleasant thing. We all have some sort of memory of Christmas Day or at least going to see Christmas lights. And then when you like juxtapose it with something horrifying, like in Relic, where this, this weird shadow just like comes up out of nowhere, it's, it, it makes for great visuals. Just why? Black Christmas 2006 probably should have been on our list. <laughs> I'm, I'm forever in love with that scene where he's stabbing that dude and the, the red and green lights are going off. Those are great. It is a really pretty movie. But thank you so much. I was just going to say, oh, I, it I'm is sorry. a really pretty like <laughs> cinematography, minus the, the jaundice, but like a lot of that movie is pretty. <laughs> I wonder if the jaundice thing just got put in because like, okay, we got red and we got green. We need and, yellow. Uh, yellow. We need yellow somewhere. <laughs> Oh boy! I don't know. Maybe it was to like balance all of the the Christmas cookie elements yeah, that of that movie because there's a lot of Christmas cookie yeah. action. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This was this was a whole lot of fun. I think we, I think we put together a pretty I good think... list. <laughs> Depends on if he has Zena or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, our list is great, John. Four of them, sure. No. <laughs> I stand by the definitive it. list. There, there can be no other holiday horror lists apart this from is this. It. This it's, top five. It's in stone, cemented forever. And you know what? I'm not on. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I'm not going to hear any of the reactions anyway. Oh, <laughs> we will let you know. I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be fine. So, I mean, outside of John not having a Twitter account, where can where can people find the show, and where can people find uh, find you all on social media if they want to interact with you? Uh, I'll leave that to Megan and Zena since they do all the social media stuff for the show. <laughs> yeah, at oh Megan, <laughs> be disgusting pod on Twitter or Instagram. Um, if you want to follow, uh, John's on Instagram at creepy creepy pod. pod. Yeah, and then Zena and I are on Twitter. Uh, I'm at haunted Meg, and Zena at. Twitter, lovely Xena, and Instagram, real queen of horror. And then as for the podcast, uh, our episodes drop every Wednesday, pretty much wherever your preferred choices, Spotify, Apple, like everywhere. So every Wednesday. 
Awesome. Cool. And for listeners of Nightmare on Film Street, you can actually check it out at the bottom of uh, our podcast because it's in the recommended because we're all part of the same podcast network. Podcast siblings. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Horror Days. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you again to John and Megan and Zena of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for joining us today. It was an absolute blast. Please check out their podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow them on social media. Of course, if you like Nightmare on Film Street, hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show and leave a five-star rating and review to help us climb the charts and grow among the podcast universe. It's the easiest way to support the show, and it doesn't cost you a dime. But if you're interested in supporting Nightmare on Film Street, please head over to nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub to check out all the perks and extra bonus content available to you as a recurring supporter. And just a reminder, our super exciting, totally high-quality Never New gonna Year's- fail. <laughs> New Year's Marathon is happening December 31st at 12 noon Eastern Time to January 1st at 12 noon Eastern Time. We are going from noon to noon. If you can tune in, join us whenever you can, whenever you're free. We are going to be watching a bunch of horror movies. There's going to be some fun trailers and commercials and pre-shows. And John and I are going to be hosting each of the individual movies. And we'll be giving away prizes to Fiend club members that is at scener.com slash nofs podcast that is s-c-e-n-e-r.com slash nofs podcast but until next time we hope you have a happy holiday merry krampus happy horror days watch some goddamn make your family watch some horror movies like this is the one year where you could be like you know what guys fuck it we're watching a horror movie unless you live alone then just you know do it on your lonesome. Get it on Zoom. Get your family on Zoom. That's that. There you go. That's a that's a perfect YouTube video right there. Make them watch Host. <laughs> Grandma reacts to Host. Grandma can't handle. Grandma host. got run over by a horror movie. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay, Stay creepy. Jingle bells here too. Okay. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website at nofspodcast.com. And while you're at it, Check out all of the other spine-tingling shows on the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. Walkers, cyberpunks, gangsters, and so much more. Meet face-to-face with all kinds of monsters on AMC+. From The Walking Dead's Whisperer War to the world-saving quests of The Watch and the brutal brawls of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Brace yourself for an all-new season of Creepshow and films like Train to Busan presents Peninsula, part of Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Plus, catch brand new episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, Available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com.